Welcome back, Immigrant Nation. Another week, another new episode. Thank you, as always, for being here. I appreciate you. I appreciate the time that you spend listening to us. If you want to join the Immigrant Nation, please follow us on our social media. Our handle is at an immigrant's life. If you want to send an email, if you or someone you know wants to come on the podcast as a guest and tell your beautiful story, our email is at animigrantslife at yahoo.com. It's Sunday night as I record this. It's been such a busy day, but it was a good day. I hope yours was as well. January has ended and February has started. Hopefully you're staying with your goals. And if you feel that you failed on your goals, that's okay. You can always restart. What matters is you keep on going. Pausing is okay as long as you don't stop. So keep on going and keep reaching for those goals. I, for myself, has been crushing my goals. I hope it continues. Obviously, January is the easy part because it's just new and fresh. But hopefully, you and I could continue crushing our goals. All right? So that's for the personal check-in. Now, let's talk about the episode. In this episode, we will delve into the inspiring journey of an abstract artist from Baltimore. From her immigration to the U.S. from Thailand, to be close to her sister, to battling depression while working in a bar. Her story is a testament to the immigrant mentality. Discover how she found solace and confidence through art, starting with black and white paint because she's financially limited and that's all she could afford. With a determination to create without excuses, she shares her transformative journey. Listen as she narrates the powerful impact of art, her resilience, and a heartfelt message for fellow immigrants. Gain a glimpse into her creative mind and process in this captivating episode. Those are beautiful words, and I hope that makes you want to listen to this episode, because I promise you, this one is full of wisdom. I swear to God, it was like talking to Yoda. I think that's enough, right? So, without further ado... Let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is an artist that lets the beauty of her art be the essence of her action. Everyone, please welcome Emon Surakit Koson. Hello. Sawas Dikap and Copcon yeah, for, for coming on the podcast. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, especially talking to another immigrant, you know, it's, it's quite... <laughs> I'm not quite sure what's the answer going to be yet, but like, I have, yeah, you know, <laughs> little, I think we all have kind of organic experience, right? Like yeah. living outside of where we're from, you know? A hundred percent. Before we get into the nitty gritty, why don't you tell the immigrant nation where they can reach you or if you want to promote anything? Um, I'm all over the place right now. Um, So let's start off with my website is, www. 
mnsurakitgoson.com. So it's quite long. Uh, also, I, I use that uh, with the Instagram too. So it's E-M-O-N-S-U-R-A-K-I-T-K-O-S-O-N.com. And I have a couple projects coming up. Um, where I just want to go home to Thailand in February and March. And then when I come back, I'm organizing the um, exhibition for the AAPI people in May, because in the U.S. is, um, you know, they're celebrating AAPI um, month then. And all the, I'm hoping to get about 40, 40 artists in and then, you know, like show their painting is the event happened in Strathmore Mansion is in Bethesda, Maryland. So if you guys in the area, um, you guys can check out the info on my Instagram or my website. And then after that, I'm organizing another art market for um, artist fellows in Baltimore. So looking to work um, work with maybe forty between forty to fifty artists, you know, like to come out and sell their work. Um, they even cost been cleaning, and that's supposed to happen in. June eighth, but we have, you know, we're waiting for the grant to come through. So we, you know, when I have that little bit more solid, I will also put that on my website and my social media. Yeah. So that's a couple projects that I'm excited about. And you know, besides I just commission here and there. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So the market, you you look for like just random artists if they want to sell their no, art? No, I mean everybody kinda you um have to be in DMV area, which is DMV is DC, Maryland, and Virginia, right? So, so it's like near my you know, I like to do community events for emerging artists, but I really like to support, you know, people that's from around around here. You know, it's just kinda on top of that, on top of that, um, beside being the event, I also creating community. You know, and have giving opportunity for people to to sell, move their art, or like meet a new collector and such. You know, but the spin cleaning, especially the gimmick is people selling their old work, right? So if you're an artist for so long and you have a lot of old painting that you it doesn't representing your current work anymore, and you're not looking to show it anywhere else, but you know, like some of the artists like, oh, I used to love this. And I don't want to toss it because, you know, canvas can cost some money too, right? Or like it's something that you ex, um, used to like explore or like the old medium and then you come out and sell all this thing. And the gimmick of it is everything is going to be under $150. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so it's really affordable. You know, um, we did this event last time in 2022 at Kennedy Center. And now I'm living in Baltimore. So I'm doing the event in Baltimore instead wow. this year. Yeah. That's exciting. I love the, yeah, the so, I- community idea. Yeah. Just really want to support instead of just like, you know, art show is great because you can represent your art in the right place where you want it to be. But they have a lot of those support already. So I, all the event that I tend to create is really supportive on um, artists lifestyle. You know, like, so these will move all the old work out from the studio. And yes, you don't sell it as the current of your work, but you still make a good chunk of money to like buy, buy more supply, you know, mm. and that's why it's called spring cleaning. Yeah. Oh, of course. I love that. Before yeah, we get to anything, you. I'm so obsessed with names. Do you know the meaning of your name and your last name? Um, 
the meaning of my name is such, I think it's just like a place word in Thai is mean cute. Cute. Amen is yeah. Amen and then Surakit Goson is um I think it's got to do something with um successful business and such. You know, my my grandpa um he's um changed the last name because our real last name for my dad's side is Han. And um actually 75% Chinese mm. because my yeah my grandpa and my grandma my dad's side they both you know like from China and then my grandpa from my mom's side he's Chinese so I'm only 25% Thai but <laughs> since I was born and raised in Thai you know so I'm supporting where I'm from and the language I speak and the culture that I grew up you know so I always tell people that I'm Thai yeah of course did they yeah, but, yeah. sorry go ahead No, so like he changed the last name from Han, right, which is original last name, to Surakit Goson because in Thai culture, if you have the long last name, it means that you well. No way! You know that you well that you like owe money. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love that. You know, but I was like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't true, but that's how it translates into one. Han, you know, into this like long, yeah, long I love him. He is yeah, clever. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> Slice like bugger. Yeah, my my grandpa actually met my grandma in China when she went abroad to study, mm. and then she came back after school, and he built the the cell in you know, the ship boat to like sell it from China to Thailand to marry her. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow, awesome. this guy's yeah. a player. I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they don't make they don't make um pe- people like that anymore. You know, like old people that's like the generation before us. They're like real tough. You know, <sighs> like they do everything in hand, and now we just don't even know how to like fix thing anymore. Now in this day, I'm a marshmallow compared to those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but if you have money, then you pay somebody to fix it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. That's what I said. I was growing yeah, up because, yeah. you know, we're, we grew up poor, and yeah, you know, my my grandparents and my my dad, they're like men, like they work with their hands. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I was like. This is not for me, man. Carpentering or anything else like that. This is not for me. I'm gonna study hard. I didn't, by yeah. the way, but. I was smart enough to figure it out, and I'm gonna pay someone to do it for me. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, we're changing, right? We're not riding horse anymore, so mm. you know, whatever that you can do and like adapt, you know, as long as you kind of tame yourself and not getting too cloud cl- cloudy your brain with all this like social media things so much, you know. Like, I'm t- trying not try not to. Be on social media so much. So. Well, me too. I'm trying, but the podcast yeah. connected to it, so I was like, all right. Yeah, but, but it's good. You tell other people's story. You know, oh, it's not like you. you wasting you, you. Not like you wasting time away. Just create the content. You know, you're creating something meaningful. So it's need to be appreciated. You know, I appreciate that. Appreciate. That. Yeah, yeah. You moved to the U.S. when you were 19. Was there yeah. a reason? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nobody ever asked me this before in an interview. So, um, I immigrated here was 19 because my sister at that time was living here, mm. and she was close. You know, she was my best friend. So I told my mom, I said, "Well, can I get um, 
the student exchange visa and then I can go see her, right? So my mom said, okay, yeah, sure. That's, that's so good. You know, we haven't seen your sister forever. So I came here, but before I be able to go see her, then I have to do the program first for the mm. student exchange. <laughs> and I never worked before ever, you know, in my life. And I went to Catholic school and kind of know English. But like when, when you were young, you was like, why do we have to study English? I'm going to be here in Thailand, you know, like who mm. am I supposed to talk to? So like the drive of knowing that all the language wasn't there. And then, you know, I moved, I moved here, I like kicked myself in the butt. But <laughs> then three months went by with the program. You know, my first job was working at Wendy's. It's like a fast food chain restaurant in America. <laughs> And that's the first time I know what what work is about. Anyhow, you know, really like excited to learn the culture and such. Three months went by and the program is end. So now I really have to go see my sister, right? If not, I go home, my mom will yell at me. And back then I don't really, I understand English, but it's quite hard. And I'm sure a lot of people could relate to me that you understand it. And then when people speak to you, you have to translate it in back to Thai, right? The answer first. I still do that. Then, uh, no, the question first, and then you answer it back in Thai. And then you translate that to English. So by the time you're ready to answer them, they already talk about something else, you know? And I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh. you know, everybody call me sunshine because I always smiling because I didn't really, mm. ca- I couldn't catch up fast enough right because like in my country we don't see any anyone to, who like who am I supposed to practice with kind of you know mm. and when the time come I didn't I was so afraid to take the bus from Maryland to no from Delaware then to Boston because that was she was living and I was like oh my god you know I let anxiety get the best of me I was like, if I lost that's it Human trafficking, I do, you know, so like it's all crazy because you immigrant, you didn't know, you know, I was 19, I was living here for three months, that's it. And it didn't happen. So I, you know, fast forward, study, um, go, then I start going to school in in Virginia, you know, in DC area. And then she's eventually moved here um, to DC and then was living with me. And, you know, after a couple of years, she's decided that she want to grow her family back in Thailand and she moved back. So it's only me here now. Yeah. You followed it and then she bounced on you. Come on, sis. <laughs> I mean, I was supposed to come visit and then things change when, you know, like growing up and a lot of people probably can relate to me. That's like you as the middle-class female, right. In Thai. And I can't speak, you know, my my experience towards everybody this is just my own experience that I grow up and you just have to be mom mm-hmm. you know you grow up and you go to school you get good education and you find somebody that have a similar value you know with you like family value and your parents like because my parents they um they were uh, they still married they were arranged marriage my mom and dad you know but I, I, it's not going to be like that with me because the generation change, but like still you need a lot of like improvement for your whole family. And then, you know, like coming here, I'd be able to like buy my first car, Toyota Camry, um, with my own money, mm, you know, so I was like, whoa, 
You know, like I don't even have to get married or wait for my parents to like hand me down their old car. So it's got me tweaking in my brain. That's like, okay, if you work hard enough, you can have whatever you want mm. right here in the state, like American dream, you know, and that's that. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah I am. <laughs> when you were living in Maryland, when you were young there, when you were 19, was you, were you staying with a family? No, it's a student exchange. So when you come here with the Jevon visa, they're looking for a place for you to stay for mm. three months. And then they find a place for you to work, which okay. is the Wendy, you know, the fast foods. I was working in the fast food restaurant and they were like, um, I was living in this like cute little house. It's on man, it's Delaware, you know, so it's quite near the beach. We hope it's Delaware. And I think I was living in the little tiny home but like looking back it, it wasn't anything crowded you know it was about 12 people 12 students living in you know a little bunk bed and you were a teenager then so you don't really mind right in, in that sense everybody kind of hang out together so it was quite quite um, a fun time yeah it was quite a fun time and and it's you know like the 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 change the culture shock was during that period, right? Like I moved, you know, not moved here. Back then, I, I didn't really plan to stay and become, you know, the like American citizen or anything mm. then because I didn't know, you know. And <laughs> it's like I never, like, I don't know how, like, what the culture was going to be like. Like America was just like a Hollywood movie to me. And as was the first time I you know, like have a conversation with um, African-American lady. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that was like black people here too, because on in the movie, they don't really show this kind of thing because I was, no. I thought it was just like, yeah, I was so green. I'm coming from really, really tiny, small town. Like even though I went to boarding school, like they don't teach you all this thing, you know, they don't teach you the Western culture as much. And it was oh, okay. She's, you know, like, oh, there are black people here too. They're nice, they're kind, you know, and then everything was normal, right? Like, because, like, in Thailand, if you live in the same country, then we're doing the same movement, right? Like, if you're Thai, I'm Thai, then we help everybody push together forward as a country. And I moved here, and everybody was just like, don't like each other, you know. Like, and then I learned about racism and da da. Like, and I was like, oh my God, this is such a chaos. But like, I still love it because people here is really open minded, and a lot of people, um, a lot of freedom here, you know. So, like, if you're good and you work hard enough, you can have whatever you want, you know. Yeah. So, that's what's most attract attractive to me to be able to like stay and you know like create my own little life but back then I didn't even pay you know I wasn't an artist too so this has come like later in life yeah I like that you said about you know you go to the America you work hard and good things will happen hope most of the time yeah. having the perspective of growing up in Thailand and now living in America do you have an opinion about those people that say like living in the states is crap now um, well, my perspective changed a bit, but the core of American dream is still there. You know, I still do believe if you work hard and you like keep pushing yourself through, you know, the challenge and overcome it, it's easier because like, 
I don't think I'd be able to have this opportunity to be an artist full time. And on top of that, being a you know, community person in Thailand, it's no way. You know, like I asked my dad when I was a teenager, I was like, hey, can I be an artist? You know, can I go to school for it? He's like, oh, no. You know, and like, you'd be a nurse, you'd be a teacher, and you just do this part time. Nobody's being honest full time, you know. So, like, without being here, I want to have this opportunity to find, even find myself who I am, right? I would just be a mom, but I might be okay with that choice too if, if that's all I know. Right. I probably be happy. I probably have a big family now, but I don't because now I know more. I have more things to explore. Right. And now I like know that I love making art. I love building community. So like America, America, keep that to me, you know, but yes, a lot of thing is going on right now. And a lot of people sometimes they, you know, and, and quite you know, I have a, like a lot of moments that's oh, am I? I don't know what to say towards like all this movement. I don't know what's right or wrong, you know. But like I always respond with my own experience, right? I was like, well, this is my experience, it's my opinion. That's how I think about it. And you know, all like oh, I'm not fully from here. I wasn't born and raised here, so maybe I'm not the one who talk about this object. But mostly, just try to um understand why all this thing happened instead of judging that it's not good anymore you know because america is still good you just kind of have to pick and choose what you can do and what you can put your mind into or you you know sometimes it's just, oh it's not for me i rather focus on something that's good right because if you always think about something like oh it's negative it's not as good anymore and that's all you look at you know you don't really look on the bright brighter side so i'm trying not to be like that you know yeah but the moment come and go all the time you know? oh, i'm only human yeah of course ebb and flow ebb and flow <laughs> i love that point yeah and just realize that people immigrate to the state yeah you know what i mean no one just immigrate to like a certain country just for fun to yeah. make yourself yeah. better no you yeah. some people immigrate to the philippines or thailand because they like the life there cool yeah but as when we may immigrate to us in uh, Canada or states, yeah. we're trying to better our life because we know it's yeah. better here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, for sure, yeah. How did you get into making art? Uh, when I first moved here, I was kind of like work in the service industry for a while, right? It was, oh, I'm immigrant. I didn't really go to school here. Maybe this is just an opportunity for me to have which is working in a restaurant and you save money. And then hopefully one day you open your own restaurant or bar or, you know, like business. But um, a decade went by and I was like, oh my God, I, I, I'm a morning person. I absolutely hate it to go to bed at 3 or 4 a.m. and wake up in the afternoon, you know, it's dark and especially in winter here, you know, 4 p.m. is freaking dark already mm -hmm. so I was like, oh I don't know if this is for me and kind of like went in through depression and and on top of that I didn't really know what's depression right I didn't really grow up with it you know our, our country like people in our country if they don't eat they don't work you know yeah there's no time for so, depression yeah <laughs> so I was like oh okay this is it this is what all the people are talking about and my really good friends you know was like hey you like to look at art you know you like 
like take photo, photo or picture. And so like, why don't you try this like pen and paper that um, my friend got me from art store. And like, it's just like quite a moment that's like when I kind of use that like supply that was making it for artists. It was just a moment of like, whoa, like this pen and paper is so smooth. It doesn't feel like I got it from, you know, somewhere cheap. It's like, it's like, you know, that the quality of it is better than a lingular pen that you use. So you kind of, I kind of enjoy drawing and like whatever that was doodling, you know. And, and after that, I was like, okay, I think I like to explore more. So I went to the, I was renting the house in BC, you know, this is when I first started. And then I went to find um, a house paint in the storage or like foul object or wood or whatever, you know, I don't really have a lot of money to like spend on our supply. So it's all the first medium that I thought is just from like the house paint and like foul object. And I kind of like that still. So then you switching medium into ink on paper because that's too cheap. You just buy ink and then you buy paper. And then that's when people start recognizing my work as an artist. And then I, well, you know, after that, it was like, okay, I want to paint larger and the paper can go so large and really hard to preserve long term. So I start painting larger scale on canvas. And then I said, like, well, I don't have money to buy all this color either because it was still poor, you know, and I was like, well, maybe I'm just going to buy black and white, like two color. I don't have to spend all this money and I would just make the best of it. And it's kind of stuck with me in that sense of like, oh yeah, you immigrant and this is the opportunity you have, you know, like you don't need anything else. You just need to work with what you have and make the best of it. And it's become, you know, what I am, what I am now. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Thank you for that story. That's a beautiful story. It's like, yo, dude, I don't have money. I'm going to figure out something out, bro. Yeah, because like, you, you don't need every. A lot of people kind of like block their drive or like don't want to become who they, they think they can become who they want to be. But like you can just start small, you know, at, at least you start somewhere. If you don't start at all, you'll miss all your chance, you know. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that you were like picking up pieces of wood and you're just drawing on them. Yeah. 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 I mean, like switching career too was kind of a little bit uneasy, right? Because like everybody like, oh, you want to be an artist, huh? You know, and like you immigrant English is your second language. I was like, oh, I, you know, like I feel so small. But if I'm not happy at the job that I have and I'm not making change, Nothing gonna happen, right? I still unhappy, but if I'm making a change, and I don't make it, I still feel unhappy anyway, right? So, but at least I do try, you know, and that's what pushed me to get through, you know. Like, what work would happen? You just be embarrassed, you know. That's not hurt, you know. That's not. Who cares, you know? Embarrassed in here. Who cares, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I kind of, you know, carry through, but I'm a little bit stubborn. To you know, all the artists, we need we need a little bit of stubbornness. In there, of course, right? Of course, yeah. I love it. I know your friend bought that piece of paper to start you, but was there yeah. someone that, that really pushed you and made you believe, like, I can do this, I can be an artist? Um, myself, I guess you just have to be your own cheerleader, you know, because not everybody's gonna see your version right away. But if you do, you paint, you know, four or five painting and you keep up because you haven't sell, like, then then like nobody want to buy painting from the sucker. You know, they want to buy painting 
from somebody who's profession, you know, have profession with it, who love doing it. So sometimes you kind of have to wait for the for your moment to come, you know. So I don't really like. And I ask myself all the time, you know, if one day you don't make money out of art, will you stop making art? Then the answer is no, right? Because I love doing it, and that's what get me going, right? Like you as a podcast, like will if if you don't succeed in your expectation or all the people expectation will you stop doing what you do telling all the people's story no right because you love doing it so you just need to push that forward and wait for the moment you know and if the moment doesn't come at least you enjoy what you do for for, for a living you know oh, for sure 100 for the spiritual and the believers this is the reason yeah. why you're here in this yeah. world why that whoever you believe in brought you to this world is to create these beautiful things Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you got you only got one life, you know, nobody gonna hand hand you whatever that you need. So you need to go get it yourself, you know, instead of like, oh, I need so and so, I need like this big studio or whatever, yada yada, or I need to go to art school, you know. It's not yes, like if you have opportunity and time and money, like yeah, you go to art school and you learn more, you know, but it's in that sense of like a lot of people think that they need if they want to go somewhere and it was oh i need to have a car to get there like transportation right um the person that's like no if i don't have a car i would just start walking and i would get there too eventually you know i'm really stubborn in that sense because i need to share myself up all the time you know so i'm trying to it. tell all the people to be like you know work with what you have and you don't have to risk anything mm-hmm. i 100% yeah I yeah, hate r- yeah. people with, with always, there's always a reason. There was always an excuse. Like I, I used to work with this lady and she was, yeah. you know, on the heavy side. Yeah, and yeah. she was like, she's like, oh, I wish I could exercise. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. I'm like, you don't have to lift weights, you know, you could just walk, like walk to the next street, you know? Yeah. And she's like, I yeah. cannot walk. I said, like, why cannot walk? Mm-hmm. Oh, because I'm busy. I said, who goes to the supermarket in your house? Me. Yeah. You walk in the supermarket, right? Yes. So it means you can walk. Yeah. There's no excuses. I know. I mean, it's do or don't, you know. It's not do or die. It's the choice you make. If you want something else, you got to do something else, hmm. right? If you don't, then you don't, right? But, like, doing that time, it's just, like, don't, you know, like, you, you, your own boss, you know. And at the end of the day, like, it's, it's come down to, like, how you love yourself. Yeah, 100%. You know? Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to your art a little bit because yeah. I love your art. It's so balanced. It goes with oh, my OCD. Yeah. I love the bold lines and the, yeah. the white yeah. betweens of the bold lines and the, uh, yeah. the thinner lines. How did you come up with that style? Um, When I create, I really like composition. Hmm. You know, and like my art, I just like to it to be like kind of interesting from farther away and then when you look go closer you see like the brushwork and you see the evidence of of the artist right which is me like oh this and sometimes it's you know some piece it, it could be perfect like it looks like you print it out but I prefer not to do that because I always want to leave my mark on my painting so like how can you paint something that's really precise like you use the digital computer with hand right and that's when the discipline come in in the process as I'm painting 
because you really have to like discipline and tame your hand and your movements, right? So when I paint, I paint with the whole body. You know, that's that's how I like like to practice. And the other work um, is texture work, where I create to be um, something when you go a bit farther and when you look closer, you can see all this like little cracker detail that go on. So like those um two two. And then I do sculpture on top of that. So I guess I have three main focus on um, my current practice right now. Yeah. But mostly just like want to really, when I paint, I, re I really have, um, I love going to a studio. You know, that's my like really like secret place. I go cry, I go yell, I go dance or whatever, you know, and I stress out, I go. If I don't stress, I'm happy, I go too. So like just to have that moment to, creating something from your hands and really precise and paint. I, I could paint, you know, for, for a really long time as, as, as long as the, and, but I like to work with sunlight. So when the sun down and then I go home, you know, so like that moment of like you using board of the hand, you know, with the brush that you created with the canvas that you stretch yourself. And I paint, you know, like when I use my own brush and paint a large scale painting, I paint really fast. And if I can finish something that's big in like a couple hours, it's really like keep my own cell like, oh, this is powerful and impressive, you know. So I guess a lot of process is from that because um coming here at first I was in like I was really insecure and I'm not really like confident with my own skin because, you know, pe pe sometimes people like see small immigrant and English, you know, like speak broken English, you know, like people have come some sort of assumption about me. And then when I create work like that with a short period of time, it's look really precise and look awesome. That's when I gain my confidence, you know, so I feel like the confidence is, is, giving it to me through art mm, for sure for you sure because yeah, yeah. that's where you're yeah. good at that's your thing yeah you yeah know? see like now I was like, okay like confirm it to myself you know like okay i'm worth something i'm good at something so that's when the confidence come and then you know like get a big project here and there get into here and there it's, it's quite confirmation for myself right who was like really like anxious and insecure before you know so now I'm like really lucky to be able to like tell my story of where I'm coming from because people don't know right until they really sit down with you and like know your story you know 100 yeah. percent. I love that you said yeah. that, that you know with art with doing the thing that I love and enjoy you get your confidence because I, I I don't know if I mentioned to you but I coach basketball players like kids uh -huh. you know mm -hmm. teenagers and one of the kids goes went up to me and said coach uh, you know i'm doing all these things but i'm don't feel confident still how can i get confidence i said well yeah to be honest there's no magic formula you know yeah, yeah. it's preparation practice pra exactly preparation practice you just do the work and once you get good at things you want the next thing you know you're just confident i'm like oh yeah i got this bro you know? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, do you still suffer from self-doubt? Oh, every day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I open my eye and here it's come, you know? But, and, you know, I mentor 
um, uh, a cup of time, you know, for for the for the teenager kid, and then yeah, one last time I was mentoring for about like hundred art student from uh, Maryland State, you know, and then the kid was like. Have you ever feel like giving up? When I look at that, look at the girls, you know, I'm like, you're 15. <laughs> you give up already. It's life, right? And I was, I didn't say that. I just like tell her, you know, it's hard to be a hero, right? If you want to do something that is no path was creating for you, you want to go out and find your own path. It's hard. That's why not not everybody can be a hero. But if you want to do something different, you want to like go in your own way, you need to create your own thing. You, you're going to have to struggle. But the overcome, right? Like the, if you can overcome that and make it something, it's quite powerful, you know? Hells yeah. yeah That's yeah. one thing I love. Like you, something so difficult, something so you think it's impossible. You're like, yeah, no, you it's know, just, supposed to be. Yeah, It's supposed to be hard. Because if it's easy, yeah, it's everyone's doing be. it. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, so that, you know, and on top of that, like, as long as I can create, you know, I don't, like, wish to be rich or, like, super successful or anything, you know. I just want to have, like, be able to, like, continue practicing and, like, you know, telling people stories. If I have free time, then I help with the community and then pay my bills, save a bit, you know, and eat seafood you know i love seafood so that's that you know i don't like i don't i never dream to have like big house big car go to like fancy places or anything it's just never me you know like i'm really fulfilled with what i do mm, you know yeah yeah, yeah. it's funny because today i was talking to my mom about it and she's like she was saying, saying something about like oh we, i have a plant i do like plants and it's a money plant. Apparently, if there's if there's it start flowering, you start you're gonna have more money. Yeah. And I told my mom, I said, I don't need more money. I I'm good. I'm rich. I have everything I need. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not waiting for for the next food. I'm like there is food in the fridge anytime. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people here really like struggle. You know, in the sense of um. They want to be successful and they want to have a lot of money, but yet they don't know how much they need uh, or want to be successful in what, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. And I'm just like, feel, feel such a conflict with a lot of people that they just want to be successful, but they don't know what they love doing first, right? That you have to go fight first. Like, yes, you can be successful, but successful at what? Right. And often oh, I don't know. I just want to be successful. And I'm just like, you know, it's a, it's a bunch of like famous, famous people that are not really cool, you know, and, you know, like a, a bunch of assholes can be famous. Right. Like, but like if you find out what you love and you do it every day, you know, like all this busting thing that who you need it to be, it will be go away. Right. It will be gone. And you just like start living your life in the way that you want you know so a lot of people here not don't really um have a lot of structure you know especially like younger people yeah mm -hmm. yeah is that yeah. why you're mentoring all these kids yeah yeah because i don't really it was a bit hard for me you know to figure it out but like i pulled through you know i was a lot of it's like a stubbornness of me but 
I want to tell them it's hard, you know, but it's not impossible, right? And like, if I be able to like teach teach people or share my story or like create opportunity for them, so it doesn't have to be as hard, you know? Yeah, and it's it's something that's like at the end of it of the class mentorship event program that I die, you know, like if I do that when I go home, I'll feel like good, and that, you know, I only like to do things that make me feel good you know but I don't like cut myself short you know because like being an artist we need a lot of like energy so I can only do that when I have free time and extra money that I can expend and do the event you know yeah yeah, definitely how do you take care of yourself your mental health and whatever else um I love good food so you know as long as I can eat good food like I, I love it um you know my dad told me it's like don't spend too much money but like if you buy food you can spend whatever because it's going through your body right <laughs> so that's what I I think that's what that's why I love food so much you know I wake up and I'm just like on my Instagram feed it's like <laughs> everybody have a different Instagram feed it was all Asian food you know or like <laughs> Or a dog, you know, like a shoppy dog, like fat dog. That's it, you know. That's the the thing that I enjoy. Or I go to the beach, you know, like the um, the beach and ocean and water. It's really tame me in the sense of like, oh, I'm really tiny here. Hmm. You know, I'm really small. I'm just one animal that's living here. Like, why am I trying so hard to to change things, right? Like back then, and then it's come to realize that's like, if I can do good, you know, uh, like be good and treat all the people nice, you know, then it's just enough because who knows what happened, you know, one day if like, the earth explore, then it don't really matter anymore, right? So I'm trying to be happy every day. I love know? that. Yeah, I love I love that point. Like, oh, it, it, it doesn't matter. I One of my favorite line to say is, who cares? We're all going to die someday anyway. Yeah. So who cares, right? Be happy. Yeah. A lot of people say, it's like, oh, that's so dark. I'm like, is it really? No. No. It makes you focus what's important. What's important is yeah. be right now and do whatever you like. Do yeah. what, en- what you enjoy. Yeah. You you're know, focusing like on the death. So you're, yeah. you're focusing on the ending. You're not focusing now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, for, for, for sure. Like, people just forgot. I don't know. <laughs> So everybody die, you know. Who like cares? If, you're not, if you're not happy today, you get hit by a bus tomorrow, and then you're like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> everything just goes to waste, right? But if you're happy today, and if something happened for you, I'm like, "Okay, I guess it's my time come. I did the best I could for myself and other, and here I go, you know." But I'm Buddhist, so I'm thinking, you know, the way of 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 thinking and growing up, and the way that I was. Um, surrounding myself with such a like young age, you know, like go to temple and learn all this thing all the time. It's really helped, you know, that I have some sort of structure to go with, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Catholic, but I'm more of a Buddhist than a Catholic. Yeah, yeah. you know, like I like the idea of the Buddhism. I, I, it really it spoke to me. I couldn't translate to Buddhism because my grandma would have killed me. But in my <laughs> in, in my head, I'm like more buddhist than a catholic <laughs> yeah 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 how do you plan your pieces because they're all so balanced 
And I'm trying to do the math in my head. I'm like, how does she know that this part is going to go left and this one's going to go right yeah. and they're going to balance? How do you plan it? I mean, everybody just think I grab a brush and then go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I sketch it, you know, mm. on my phone. No, I'm not really good with computer either. I sketch <laughs> it with my phone. You know, I wake up. I usually wake up about 6.30, 7. Mm. And I would go about it, you know. And I was like, okay, look at the composition. And I can sketch it on the phone. And then it come the plan, right, on the canvas. So I go to my canvas the studio and I mark the position oh, of okay. where it turns. But it doesn't mm. have to be big. It just have to be there for you to see, okay, this dot. And then I turn here. Give you an idea. there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know one yeah. of the videos that you have, there's like a laser that you use. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, oh, some of them I'll... need it, yeah. Yeah, some of them do need it, some of them don't, you know. And like some of them, like if I want it to be really precise, then I use the mark. And if I want it to be freehand, then I just, you know, I don't mark anything. I just go with it, yeah. But it's, far, um, I won't say it's fast. It's easier to see the composition from the um, big brush, you know? So like the brush, it's just not the paint tool, it's also a ruler for me. Yeah, so like it's kind of balance it out, but everybody think, oh, you know, I can paint in like 15 seconds, <laughs> Unreal, but <laughs> it's actually like, you know, the whole process is longer than it. It's take planning, it's take a lot of prepping and it's take, you know, when I done with the composition, then I go back and do the detail and then I go back and do varnish it, you know, so it's not like a couple minutes and I, I sell them, you know, it's not going to sell because it looks refined, so I refine it after. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how you know that you're a great artist because you make it look so easy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's the game, right? That's the that's game. That's the game. Because, yeah, you know, a lot yeah. of people like... A lot of people saying like, oh, look at this guy. He can just do that easily. I can do that too. Yeah. Actually, you cannot do that. It yeah. takes time but, for but, you to but do that. Like, maybe you can, but if, are you going to do it? Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Mostly, people mostly don't. It was, oh, I can do that too. Like, why is this like $10,000, $20,000, right? And then it was like, okay, then you go ahead and do it with, 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 with your hand or whatever. Get the canvas. Nobody's stopping you. But they do? No, they don't. Right, and that's what makes different to be an artist, right? An artist, we stubborn. We say, "Oh, I can, I can do that." So let's go ahead and do that, and then practice and become your own, um, you know, find your own tone, your style, your language, and then you become a different artist. But most of people don't. No, yeah. everybody wants to be great, but they don't want to pay the price. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do calligraphy, and before I start a piece. Mm -hmm. It I get so scared. I'm so scared when I before How I start because I don't want to make mistakes, this and that and whatever. I think about it too much, right? It's just a paper, no? Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are right. It's just paper. Well, I make my own paper too. I recycle paper. Okay, even better. You didn't even have to spend money. So what's <laughs> why not? I love you, man. You're the best. <laughs> but yes, I, I, I agree. Do you still have that feeling sometimes, like especially if it's a big scale art piece or especially if it's commissioned, do you, do you still get scared? No, because they don't know what it's supposed to look like. 
You know, that's why I do app trackers. It's, it, if it's look like my painting and it look good, they take it, you know, and that's the power of being an artist, right? If you're good at it, people trust you, hmm. vision, you know, but like you just need to get there and it's take time for a different time for everybody else, right? We have mm-hmm. different time to learn and practice, but like, you know. Do yeah. you remember the first time somebody said, I want to buy your piece? Yeah. How was that? No, I don't remember the first time that because like it was like five, fifteen dollars then, you know. So I saw a lot of those work, but I remember the first moment that um I create the opportunity for myself, like, oh, okay, like I was the bartender, right? And then paint a lot and it was okay, I have this hundred pieces on paper and I'm running out of money to buy our supply. And then the insecurity come in and say, who will buy your art? You're not an artist. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I got to start somewhere because none of this, like, people know me as an artist. So back then I was bartending at the beer garden in my neighborhood. And then I asked my um, boss, you know, I was like, hey, can I create a holiday market? And in my brain, I was like, oh, I have to create this opportunity to help other people too. So when we all come, I'm not embarrassed. Right. It's a lot of like craft people. Right. Like in my head, I was get all twisted with business, you know. And she said, oh, yeah, sure. If you want to go to I said, OK. And first time I saw my painting was like 350 or something like that around them. I was like, whoa, you know, like from five dollars to like 25 max, you know, on just on small paper. I was like, whoa, 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 you know, 350. Here I come, America. And that was that. That was the moment for me to be like, okay, if you do what you love and you work hard enough, you will, you will, you know, you'll be able to to make um substantial income. And like back then, wasn't dreaming to be a full time or anything, you know. But like keep keep practicing, keep practicing it, and then it becomes something so much more, you know. Mm-hmm. What is more nerve wracking, opening a new exhibition or presenting a commission piece to a client? None. <laughs> I passed that stage, you know, I was really anxious. I was really insecure. I was really like, don't think that I'm like, could could do any word, any, not like that. I don't really like, you know, I'm not like a wet lettuce like that either, but like, I didn't know that I can do this, right? So like, I overcome it. It was quite challenging for, you know, first like two three years I'm on my fourth year now now people like start recognize work coming in without have you have to seek it out you know like people invite you to go do solo exhibition without you have to submit you know so it's it's great that the opportunity come you know and that was a and I'm still struggle time to time you know like we because it's here (laughs) and sometimes financially because we want to have you know like me and my partner want to have family someday so the anxiety come but most of the time, no, I mean, it's not just art, you know, like I've just been through a lot of things in life that was really hard that happened to me. So if I can move past that, it's nothing going to break me now, kind of, you know, so I don't really feel an, an anxiety when I get the project or pain or anything, you know, like I get a lot of anxiety. It's like when you, have responsibility and and you like anxious about oh like will I make this much 
to be able to cover the family, you know, or if somebody's sick, would I be able to have this money to help them out? So that's when the anxiety come in. But the anxiety with the way I create it is, yeah, I don't, I don't have that. Thank you. Do you sell prints? No. Why? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't quite do print because um, I don't know. I mean, I create work fast, right? So. If if I do if I do print, if I and and print you have to like ship it, you have to like pay somebody to print it. They have to like, you know. So like, if I what, why would I sell print when I can paint, you know, eight by eight, four or ten by ten, like in the day in that mm. sense, you know? Yeah. Well, what if for people for people like me, I want a piece of emon, you know what I'm saying? Oh my god. <laughs> You can buy smaller work. Do you do you have some small ones? Because I went on your yeah, website, I, I couldn't find one. Work. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have. Yeah, I can email. You know the inventory or whatever. Because I, when I sketch, especially the texture work, mm-hmm. um, the one with the crackle and like you know that's like really thick paint. Those have to practice or sketch with the real material, mm. right? So then I do it in the smaller scale to make sure it's come out precise before I make the big one so i have you know a couple of sketch here and there of the smaller work yeah mm-hmm. yeah i see that like, i can yeah or like all my sketch will be better i just don't sometimes um with the type of work that you do and if your work is too accessible for you know easy too easy to find you kind of lost the value Oh of yes, your work that way because some people they want it to be ooh, exclusive and such, you know. Yeah, but I'm kind of between. Yeah, it's really depending okay. on the project. Yeah. All right. I guess I have to save some money and then tell the wife. Like, hey, <laughs> by the way, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to I take food too. I take food too. I take all sorts, all sorts of payment, whatever you have. You can negotiate. Yeah, I'm gonna tell her like, hey, listen. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm trying to collect like uh, artwork of immigrants. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've been trying to do. But yeah, that's beautiful. I know on your Instagram, your older posts, they you used to use colors. Yeah, those are ink work, right? The one is on paper. Yeah. And that's when where I can like afford to buy a lot of um, a lot of color. Mm. Yeah, those are like alcohol ink work. Have you been thinking of maybe? incorporating color someday it's quite different technique because like in work i free flow it Mm. in that sense of like okay the one that i'm doing now i use hand right brush and comb the in work is like you build the pool of color and you use the wind to paint it (laughs) i love that yeah because it's the ink work is absorbed really quickly so if it's color when you use the air to blow it around, it gives you this like layer of like kind of like a wave, right? You go to the beach and it's like a wave of water. That's how um, the ink that the way I practice with ink works. So it's quite different, and it can go on canvas, but it doesn't have. Um, it won't be the same, clear and clear as the paper that that I use for ink work. So maybe. But maybe not, you know, like my career is another 30, 40 years. Like, who know what I'd be able to do, right? So I'm not like limit in the sense of, oh, I'm not doing color. I'm just waiting 
when it's the right time come and it's happened to interest me, I do it, you know, but I don't want to do trying to do too much. Then you don't really have time to practice on a certain area, you know, that you not become good at anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Like think about if, and this is the way I think about like being, being an artist, like we all like chef, you know, all the artists, we like chef and we create different things. Right. But if you do everything, then you become, instead of fine dining restaurant, you become a cafeteria. Mm. Right. You do a bit of everything. Right. Which is fine, too, if, if that's what you prefer. Right. But, but I just like to practice on something and be like master at it until I'm like, OK, I can't max it anymore from this level. Then I will switch my medium to something else. Yeah. Mm. For you. What defines a good art? I don't have that. Like a lot of people ask me that too, to be like, hey, you like to like go like critic other people art or you know, or like go da da da. But I don't see it that way because people make make art in different way. You know, I'm more interest of the artist of like why they create and what they're trying to say. Right. If you know that and then you look at the piece of art, then you understand just, you know, a lot of people might judge the art like the book by the cover. Right? You can't judge the book by the cover. You have to know why they create and what they're trying to say first before you understand the whole perspective of the piece of art. You know, there's no such thing of like good or bad art. But, oh, I know. I know. Copy. If you copy art from somebody else, then it's shitty art, and then it's not your art. You shouldn't be selling it and doing it and be successful with it at all. That's a shitty art if you copy art of good work. Yeah, I guess that's not yeah. art at all. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that you like going to the studio. Mm-hmm. Do you approach your process like you're a professional? You go in the studio, you make art, or you just go to the studio whenever you feel like going? No, when you're in the creative world, it's no such thing as professional. You know, for me, I treat it as a routine. You know, it's lucky enough, I love what I do for a living. So I aim to be there almost every day, right? And I wake up, you know, and I will like go about like an idea of my planning. Okay, today, if I don't have meeting, if I don't have interview, I don't have to do paperwork, then I prefer to be at studio. So, okay, what am I doing then? You know, either like finished commission, creating a new painting, and that's it. Or try a new medium, you know? So, and then when I go, I, you know, as soon as, and I, I live not far from my studio. So I walk across the train track and then it's my studio from my house. You know, I have a five minute walk. <laughs> and... I go and I pray, you know, I sit down and I pray, I thank, you know, so I'm, thank, I'm grateful, I'm thankful, you know, please bless me to be a better version of myself, you know, that's what I pray every day. And then I pick the music a lie and then the headphone come in, right? And then I, I just go about it. And 
when the sun down and then I walk home, you know, I, I walk home, give, give my dog food and then, you know, hang out with my partner or go out to dinner, make dinner, you know, what, whichever. In summer, it's easier because then we can go to watch the sunset by the water, you know, in, in winter, it's a bit harder here. So, yeah, but that's just my, my lingala routine. Yeah, I don't need much, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can tell. I yeah. love it. Like yeah, your art, I don't need minimalist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you a type of artist that likes people looking for meaning from your art or you prefer that for them to just enjoy it i just want them to enjoy it you know at the end of the day i want to create something that's timeless and like it's not yes it's me making it and enjoy enjoy creating this like great work for my clients but at the end of the day they're the one who's seeing it every day right so as long as they love it and like, you know, like in and have a moment with it, right? Like they come home or go to work or whatever and then they see it and they have a little glimpse of like, oh, this is beautiful. Look at it far away, look at it close, interesting in the composition. And it fits the environment. You know, that's what I'm trying to create. I don't I'm not it's just the way I practice and all the people they do in conceptual, they say something important that it's cool too. It's just not the type of art that I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have a piece that you had problem letting go? No. Mm. Because I'm a chef and I just like cooking. <laughs> you know, I, I make this, this good food and like if, if people want it, they take it home and they enjoy it, you know, and I make it again. Maybe I make the new dish and then some people, they come back and say, oh, we just love the old dish so much. Can you make the old dish? I make that too. <laughs> you know, so it's not like such a ego for me. I just love making them, you know. Mm. So you think that's ego yeah. if someone want, doesn't want to let go of their piece? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I think we are different and I think we don't um, appreciate the different <laughs> enough. You know, because like this is the way I practice and the other way of auto people making art in different terms and they have different audience, right? So like if they're doing something and they love something, they attract to it, that's, that's the thing. It's just not how I do it, but it, I don't, it doesn't mean I'm better or they're better. It's we just different, you know, and different mm -hmm. is good. 100%. It's not going to be the same thing, same art, you know. Boring. <laughs> it will be boring. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah, no, but I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate all the experience and you know like i'm really give my myself room to glow and flexible right like five years from now i might paint something out the way i look at art the way i practice might be different i might want to approach a different client right so i'm not like i'm not if i'm if i don't want to be judged then i'm not going to judge order mm, you know so if sure. i want to be respect then i respect other you know mm -hmm. yeah what's your opinion about ai art uh, they have their own audience, I think, you know, but like I, the, my most joy is something that I make from hand and that's what I value. I'm not saying the AI art is unvaluable, but it's, if it's easy come, it's easy go, right? Mm. But if you like have a quick idea and you be able to stand out as your own style and like nobody can like top that and a lot of people love it, then it's become the value, you know? So I don't really have, any um input in that that this is just what i do um that i love to make things with hand some auto people make things with computer you know mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Listen, Emin, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. It's been <laughs> fun. Before we close out, since we're yeah. here, do you have any yeah. last remarks or anything you'd like to say before we close out? Well, to my immigrant fellows, you know, um, I know it's, it's really struggle sometimes, especially when you first immigrate to somewhere that you are not from or speak their own language. And people quite often um, don't see a value of you, right? So don't let that stop you from who you want to become, right? We might not look a certain way or speak a certain language, but that's not your value. You know, your value, you set your own value. And as long as you work hard and you be kind and you don't hurt other people, that's completely more than enough, you know? And appreciate your own culture, right? Don't think that you less, you are more because you know more culture and you're willing to migrate and you're willing to move. That's such a strong will and power and you take a lot of power from here to do that, you know. So be proud of yourself and don't let other people see you otherwise. Yeah, don't let people like misjudge you or disvalue you because you're different. It's just not the case at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Emon, thank you so much. How was Deepak <laughs> for this a beautiful Deepak. conversation? Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, I'm super happy chatting with you. Yeah, about oh, sure. this because not a lot of people, you know, understand as much, you know, as talking to, to the people who have similar experience. Yeah. Of course. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Happy 2024. You too. Bye. Yeah, bye. Thank you again, Emon, for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Erin Deliosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.